0: Priore, parlati. Si, fratello. Di cosa? Della festa. Shh. Not in Italian. Their spies are everywhere. Quickly then. Very well. Priore, I wish to surrender my cape. What? Why? Show me your feet. Now. <sighs> Bene. Why then? Things have changed, Priore. The price has become too high. Fratello, we have always known that our task comes at a cost. This is the sacrifice we make to maintain the balance. But the demands, they are different. Yes, their tastes have changed. There is nothing we can do. We swore to protect the balance, not to satisfy every unnatural desire that- Listen to me, Fratello. We have no choice. We must adapt. But our duty remains unaltered. To provide what is needed for the festa. For the Ascensione. To fulfill the oath we have made. The oath you took, Fratello Cesare. It is not the same- I cannot reconcile this, this abomination. My soul will not allow it. Think about our mission, Cesare. Think about the legacy we've been entrusted with. The sacrifice that we make is for the greater good. But the sacrifice is no longer ours alone. Shh. What you have asked of us today. No, I am I'm done with it. Do not walk away from us now. At least give us one more festa. Give us time to recruit the bond we share, Cesare. The oath we took has never been more important. This is a perversion of that oath. Cesare, I beg of you. The darkness we walk through is treacherous. Our strength is our number. If we are divided, we may falter. If we falter... The darkness may consume us. Then so be it. I want no further part in this. Consegno il mio mantello. Cesare. Cesare!
1: old big circular cities like a big clock it's got all these clockwork pieces all working in tandem but also at odds i think i'm looking for masonic signs or dog-headed figures it's a scene similar to the one you saw in the church but much clearer dog-headed people feasting on a humanoid figure oh my word you hear the sound of something sort of scampering away
2: Do you think it's a dog?
1: You get to a sort of subterranean canal. Oh, it's
2: OSR Dungeon Crawl, guys.
1: See something falling down the well.
3: I heard two blokes having a fight.
1: We need to decide what to do with this cape. Do we leave it and let let things take their course, or do we interfere?
3: No, let's take it. I'll pop it on.
1: Into the dark. Into the dark. Into
3: the dark. Into the dark.
1: The Apocalypse Players present Il Portico di San Luca. A Call of Cthulhu scenario by Dan Wheeler, with Dominic Allen as Robert Hyde, retired chemist, Joseph Chance as Nicholas Devere, theatre critic, perennial guest star Jeannie Spark as Sharon Clifford, widowed housewife, and Dan Wheeler
0: as your keeper of arcane lore.
1: 5. Suspicion and Superstition So, assuming that no one has had a sudden change of heart and wants to do something different since we left you, saying, let's head towards the darkness.
2: Let's go. Well, I checked with Robert and he seemed to to okay it. And who's got the torch? I think Sharon has the torch. I've
3: got a flaming torch. Flaming torch in one hand and a hammer.
2: And then
1: one of you has like an electric, a battery. I think maybe Nicholas had a battery
2: operated torch. We've got both, haven't we? Yeah. You've got the flaming torch. I've got the electric torch. I've got, a, I've got a light, a Zippo. And he's got a lighter. I've also got a lighter, but I'm not, I'm not waving that. But I've also, I've got the trowel as well. Yes. I think if you had a trowel, I can't remember whether one of you had like a. Trowel. I think I've got a trowel because, because there was this whole business about, I'll fuck you up with the trowel being the motto of Stevenage. <laughs> yes.
3: Oh Yeah. It's true.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: In uh, Latin. And
2: it's for my archaeology, you see. I was thinking it might be useful for... What
3: would that be in Latin?
2: What a great motto. In which case, you
1: continue along this canal um, into what would be dark if you didn't have your torches. That, that sort of scuttling noise which you heard earlier appears to have gone It's all very quiet down there apart from your footsteps and the occasional drip of condensation into the canal... It's very, the stone is very old down there and it's very cool compared to the heat above. The smell that sort of wafted up through the basement, that's, that sweet, sickly, but rather unpleasant smell. Again, it, it wasn't so intense that it's, it's causing a problem. You've, you pretty much got used to it. It was just quite, quite alarming when you first got a whiff. So I think you carefully make your way along this canal until until you do see a little patch of light above you and you hear rushing water and you with your torches you you see some pipe work and this is after maybe just five ten minutes of walking if it's if it's fair to say that you you know would have would have kept on that long that long
2: mm. just, just a little bit further
1: so yeah after five ten minutes you you hear this Water rushing and you see a bit of light as if it's coming through some sort of grate above you. Uh, and there are there are some sort of rudimentary metal ladders that sort of carry up to to that to that point. Also at this point, you notice that the canal sort of well, the canal doesn't branch out, but several tunnels branch off in several different directions, as if this is some kind of hub.
2: Can I can we see any um I think maybe along the way I I, I check in with Sharon whose figure is still fascinating to me although I <laughs> remind remind me the, the the was the was the order that Robert was up front if I got that wrong I think Sharon was up
1: front
3: I was up front yeah
2: Sharon was up front cuz she had the Yeah I think I ended, I think I ended up at the back actually I think you yeah, we we reversed, we reversed the order didn't we sorry didn't we? Mm. So in which case I think I do whisper to Sharon saying I don't suppose, darling, you can see any of those claw marks, can you? It's hard with all of the, the magnificent chiaroscuro from the torch. It's, it's difficult to see where I am. Robert, are you, you picking up anything?
3: Can I roll a spot hidden?
1: Yeah, by all means, you can all roll me a spot hidden. Let's have a, a watchers.
2: What about tracking? Would you, I mean, not that I have any tracking, but would anyone have any tracking? Would that help? No. Spot, spot hidden's much better. I'm, I'm happy for you to roll either.
1: Got
3: a hard, a hard success. Nineteen on a forty-five.
1: I'm two points away from a hard success, so I could spend luck if that will make a big difference. That's fine. I think as long as one of you have, have, has got a hard success, there are some claw marks.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not as many as in the well, but kind of on and around the ladders that lead up towards this, whatever it is. This the the ceiling of this canal seems a bit higher, and the pipe pipework all runs up there. Um, There are some, there are some claw marks. With your hard success on the spot hidden, you, you notice that the pipes seem to uh, converge on various different points. And that's clearly where the water, the rushing water sound is coming from. And uh, you infer that perhaps it's some kind of water feature.
2: Okay. Dan, I have a fairly strong offer for my fumble. Oh dear. But uh, I rolled a hundred for my opening f- for the session. Oh wow! Excellent. What we like to call a Kirk sleep, a natural Kirk sleep. And obviously, I think I see the dog's footprint instead of the the claw marks. Mm. And I take a, a hurried step over, slide slightly on a piece of gravel, straight into the canal. Right? I think within a hundred. With a hundred, <laughs> that's exactly what happens. <laughs> I say. I think. I think I see. Oh! <coughs>
1: I mean, if that if there is water at that point, there is. I mean, it's not. It's uh, can you swim?
2: <laughs> I actually have points. I've got points in it. As long as you have some points, I'm not going to make you roll. I've got 30% swim, guys. It's 10 whole points in it. Nice. Um,
1: so you d- you don't drown <laughs> as you fall in splash into the canal. This this water is it's pretty stinky. I mean, it's not a, it's not a sewer, um, but it's uh, like sort of fetid, stale. Water, and you hear what what's clearly rats sort of scatter either way
0: away from you. ga uh,
2: how, how big are they? The size of dogs?
1: <laughs> no, they're sort of... They sound like normal-sized rats.
2: I think I hear the skittering of the feet and I go, Tonto! Tonto! Oh! oh, it tastes disgusting! Oh! Oh, it's in my mouth! Oh! Oh, no. Uh, and I'm flailing around with this electric
1: torch. Don't swallow! Don't swallow! Whatever you do, Don't swallow! Did you? I mean, is it in your mouth? Uh. What? You said it. Give me a constitution roll. Uh. Should we do luck? Should we do luck? To see whether it's in your mouth. Okay, that's fair. Give me a luck roll to see whether you got it in your mouth.
2: Spit, never swallow, for God's sake. That's an 11. So it wasn't actually in my mouth. It was more that it sort of splashed over my face. Might like, catch something. Okay, I think you'll be all right. Don't want to get poisoned. Oh, the Bible. The Bible will be ruined. Think of those thin pages. Uh, but you might need a bit of help getting out. As I splooshed my way back to the to the edge.
3: I think uh, Sharon Sharon would lean down with her hammer and offer. she holds the head of the hammer off of the handle to so sort of pull him in a bit.
1: Fine. Oh, thank you, darling. Fine. I'm not going to make you roll for that because we'll be here all night. <laughs> <laughs> so that's fine. So you get out rather stinky and wet, unfortunately.
2: Oh, dear. I've made a t- terrible mess I'm, I'm so sorry Good lord I, I thought I saw a dog's prints
3: Yes, there's claw marks I can see them on the wall
2: Oh, over there Oh, oh yes Christ alive
3: Oh, you're shivering d- d- Why don't you take Why don't you take that shirt off? You can wear this cape
2: <clears throat> It's the shock Oh, oh, that, that's...
3: Here, let me help you
2: I'll be fine as soon as I get, get out of these wet things I'll just take the shirt off <laughs> They don't look like... I don't know, they don't look
1: like dogs to me
3: what do they look like?
1: Well, I can't imagine dogs come down here, do they? Well, you can give me—I mean, you give me a natural world role if you like.
2: Sure.
3: David Attenborough.
2: <laughs> now I'm no biologist, as he does his natural world, but I—I I, I am interested. But obviously, I'm a bit behind, so I think he's—he's he's up to it. I'm not—I'm not in it yet. I've got an me, really. Nah.
1: Could be dogs, actually. i just would be surprised if it was dogs is all natural world they could be i think they could be given that given the size it would just be very odd perhaps for them to be down here but who knows maybe you'd all like to give me um an idea roll i'll tell you what if there is dogs down here they're gonna be wild and stray to make marks like that i don't want to bump into them i'm not in the mood for fighting a dog
2: I wanted to examine the tracks, but I'm not sure if I'm ready to do that yet, so shall I do my idea roll on the way to stripping off?
1: Yeah, why not? As you're here...
2: I mean, I'm not... Yeah, I'm, I'm still wearing my trousers.
1: Do you know how bad rabies is in Europe this time? A year? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a regular success. Regular success?
3: I've had a wonderful success.
1: Like, an extreme success? Yes. Amazing.
2: Uh, I too, I too have an extreme success, which would also coincidentally be a pass on my natural world. Oh,
1: a nine. Well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna curse you with uh, kept taking it as a natural world role. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So, with your extreme idea roles, I think you uh, perhaps, perhaps Sharon, you shared the fact that you think this is some kind of water feature.
2: Mm.
3: Well, I've seen a lot of pipe work in my day, obviously. Yeah. Given what Brian did for a living for 25 years yeah and and blow me I mean it's a bit rudimentary but that's that's some sort of that's some sort of water feature it is old old pipe work yeah
2: funnily enough that was a story that uh, that John Gielgud told me once he'd seen a lot of pipe work in his time and blow me whoosh whoosh whoosh! Um, but uh, it's a
3: different different sort of show all over my belly <laughs> so
1: <laughs> so with your extreme success and having Sharon having said this I think you both suddenly at the same time realise that you, given the fact that you've walked for about 10 minutes and you have seen a map of the city, you must be under the the Neptune statue in the Piazza Maggiore. And, and in that moment, you realise that actually you've done that. You've sort of travelled 10 minutes, you've got a landmark, and then you can see all these tunnels branching off in different, different directions, and it occurs to you that Perhaps these tunnels run under the whole city, and potentially you could, you or s- someone else, could get anywhere with un- through these tunnels. Perhaps with the aid of a map and a compass.
0: Ooh!
2: I, I I look at Sharon in this moment of um, sympathy, and I say, imagine if you were an extremist group, and you wanted to be able to appear in any part of the city. What's that got to do with the rabies? This would be perfect. Oh, no, Robert, look, I think this might be the, the statue of Neptune.
3: It'd certainly be very handy, wouldn't it?
2: The
1: one with the lactating mermaids.
2: This is the lactating mermaid, right there. It's <laughs> here. The irony being, the runoff is really far from angelic ambrosia. <laughs> and, I, and I wipe away at my lips nervously. <laughs> oh,
3: oh. These are some sort of um, access tunnels, maybe. Yeah, that that makes sense. If this is the square, those tunnels are going off in all directions. All we'd need would be a map and we could... could... Our
1: problem now is that... Oh, what's her chops? I've forgotten her name. Julia. Julia. What we're saying is Julia could be fucking anywhere by now. She could be other side of Bologna.
2: I didn't think that those boxes looked like they'd been moved. Had they?
1: Well, I suppose they might have covered their tracks...
2: Oh, I suppose so, yes. Good, good thinking. They
1: might be smuggling people. Who knows what they're doing? Organ trafficking. She might be lying in a bath of ice around the corner by now, with all her guts out.
3: <laughs> oh. oh dear. Oh.
1: I just say that as
3: someone who has read a lot of literature. There's no need for that sort of speculation, I don't think, Mr. Hyde. Well, it's something to consider.
2: Eye opening um, novels you're reading. I must uh, investigate.
1: Yeah, a lot of like, Italian, American. Like.
2: You would like the Royal Court, Robert. Do you, do, do you take in shows there? Where's that, Sloane Square? Yes, awful stuff, awful. Uh, I tend to avoid Sloan Square these days. Fascinating. Thrilling, of course, very, very modern. Oh, right.
3: I just like a Mills and Boone when a hot cu- t- cup of oval tea and that'll do me nicely, thank you. <laughs> but anyway, my point is,
2: um, what do we do now? Well, I, I, sh- I, I fear that I must get some fresh clothes. I've made a fool of myself and perhaps rather ruined the expedition... I'd be nervous about the two of you heading off without me.
1: Well, I think I just think we're looking for a needle in a haystack at this point. Now we know how, how deep this runs.
3: We've not seen any hide or hair of Julia. We've not heard anyone ahead. Or I think I think this is a bit of a fascinating and quite scary. But uh, maybe we should turn back.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think so. As an addendum to to your um, extreme success about being able to get under the whole city, you. You are aware that if, if you're under the Piazza Maggiore, there are lots of places which are potentially in very close proximity to you now. If you could sort of find a way out of the tunnel network, if there's anywhere else you wanted to, you want to visit potentially, but I realize one of you is in supping wet clothes and stinks as shit. <laughs> you maybe don't know exactly where, where you're going.
2: Well, the important thing is that we know that we can get down here if we need to. Yes. Exactly. Just one moment. I, I, I want to, I want to satisfy a curiosity of mine uh, regarding those tracks, the claw marks. I, I'm not sure if my is my electric torch working still. mm Hmm.
1: I think so. I'll let you get away with that.
2: Um. I'm just. I just want to see. Do, do they look like they could be the right kind of size to match Gabriella's sort of size of feet? Well, well now. Um. So what you noticed because I'm working on a gargoyle theory here. Yeah.
1: Um yes, size-wise, yes. Um it's strange because the the as you're studying them, you you see that it's almost like one setter claw-like and the other setter almost like almost like a deformed hoof of a foot. Mm. So it doesn't really look like any animal you've ever seen before and perhaps perhaps that ought to be a sanity roll.
2: And is it because I've understood that they belong to the same creature, person? Or is it that there are two sets separate? My full understanding regarding the sound loss that I'm about to have. I think your understanding is that... I mean, are they side by side, I suppose, is what I'm asking? Or or is it sort of baffling, and it could be a quadruped, but I'd have to pass some kind of roll for that?
1: uh, Okay, yeah. No, fair question. Um, uh, If it is a quadruped... Then it's like nothing like no prints you've ever seen before
2: it's it's got weird front, possibly or weird back, and yeah you, okay but but I'm, I'm unsure you're unsure well, that's definite. The mere thinking that I'm having is is sanity busting, so I think so I think I think I'm saying out loud as, as I'm looking fascinating. I read an article once in a National Geographic about the binding of Chinese women's feet there's an obje- objectification.
1: Do you do you climb up the ladder, um, sort of to 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 follow them up towards the the statue?
2: Leading question, isn't it? I, I think if I fail this roll, I do right. He's disturbing the witness, Your Honour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'm sorry, Dan. That's a shame. That's a zero six. Okay, great. Well, it did it did hit other dice to block it, which is darned luck. Oh, there it is. That's fine. So no no sound loss for that for
1: that realization.
2: Uh, but I think that gives me confidence. So I start to climb. Okay. Wait, look, I wonder where they go. I.
3: Mr. Devere?
2: Oh, just. I'm just having a little look.
1: What are you playing at, you plonker? You're going to drop in the water again.
2: Well, you know, I feel like I was drawn here. That's what I said, isn't it?
3: All right, just take it slowly. Take it slowly.
2: Yes, you're right. I won't rush, and I do an exaggerated, slower move, but I still climb. Uh, okay.
1: It's. I mean, it's a. It's a. It basically is a ladder, so I'm not going to make you do a. Um. A climb roll. It looks like perhaps whatever left these tracks um, has only partly used the ladder. Potentially the claws allowed more grip. But as you climb up the ladder, you you come right up sort of almost within the statue. And you see the bit of light was coming through a, a grate. Oh, I see. And as you peer through it, it becomes obvious that you definitely are within the the, um, the Neptune statue. And you've got quite a good view of the whole square from here. And it's sort of like a 360 grate. And you can see, looking out, you can see the, the big basilica on the square. You know, you can see the police station. You can see the library, lots of little cafes and shops. And, yeah, you can, you think probably you could, you could judge where the different tunnels led off to, or at least in what direction they led off to from here. But you also see a lot of people walking past. It's quite, it's quite a public place.
2: It's at this point that I'm deeply, deeply grateful that my friend Robert Salmon introduced me to yoga, which has kept me limber for these sort of, these sort of occasions. Terrible bitch that he is. <laughs> it's proved wonderfully useful. Uh, and I, I climb back down, if it's all right with you, and I say, how utterly thrilling. It's like something straight out of one of your books, Sharon.
3: What did you see?
2: You can climb straight up in, into the god himself. You can look out across the piazza. It's a wonderful viewing point. Again, don't you think, Robert, it would be incredibly useful for a group of extremists to have such a place. They'd be able to keep track of police as they cross the square. That sort of thing.
1: Yeah. Well, the thing is, we're assuming it's being used by the extremists, but it could indeed be being used by the police.
2: It could be used by anyone.
3: Well, exactly. We don't know who's using it
2: Yeah. Oh, gosh, Robert, that's very clever. You don't think Julia could be working for them? What? No, I wasn't. I
1: wasn't insinuating anything about Julia. I was just—I don't know. I, I've got a feeling this might be more on the um, less on the political activist side of things and more on the organised criminal
2: side of things. Well, the, the Masonic line dips into both, doesn't it? I—I should probably put that shirt on. I'm worried that we'll be discovered. There might be municipal um, officials who stalk the area. What do you think? Should we return?
1: That's a good point about the Masonic people. I hadn't thought about that. Because they are basically organised criminals. Well. Dressing up as wizards makes you sick.
2: Certainly in our country.
3: That's true. The Masons Masons made Brian build a special secret tunnel in Stevenage Town. No-one knows about it. It's not on the blueprints.
1: That's the sort of bullshit I'm talking about. They can't just do business like normal criminals. No, they've got to, they've got to dress it up fancy and make it all weird. It gives me the fucking creeps, creeps I say, and then... Creeps echoes, Dad. Great, great,
3: great, great, great,
1: great, great, great. So, Brian built a secret tunnel, did he, under Stevenage? He did. Did he tell you anything about that, what his purpose was?
3: Oh, he wasn't told the purpose of it. He was, it was a cash in hand, but it was, a, it was a good sort of 40 foot tunnel leading from the basement of one premises to uh, the basement of another premises.
1: Interesting. How did Brian die, by the way?
3: Oh, <laughs> well, we don't don't really know. We think it was a heart attack, but...
1: Burst out of his chest.
3: <laughs> splattered all over the car. <laughs> he had a heart attack behind the wheel of his car, but it looked like he'd been frightened to death. Interesting. I've only seen that face on him once before, and that was on our wedding night.
2: Mm-mm. I, I think I am open-mouthed. <laughs> I'm open-mouthed as I stand there looking at her with this flaming torch and the cloak that she still offered that she offered me. Yeah hammer of God I think we should I think we should head back to our rooms yeah
3: I agree I think that's that sensible
2: if only briefly I could do with another brandy or possibly something strong <laughs> hmm. I- illogically
1: okay so you do you retrace your steps how long would you say you've been gone not long maybe only half an hour 20 minutes mm-hmm. half an hour by the time you've made your way back mm-hmm. probably half an hour yeah Five minutes to the well and back, and then ten minutes here and back. So you make your way back, and would you like to give me... Who's got the best stealth? I think it's Robert again, isn't it? It's certainly me. So are you, are you aiming to get out of the basement and then back to your rooms so that Nicholas can change? Yeah. Makes sense. Okay. So I think with Robert's assistance, if Robert can roll a successful stealth roll, I'll let you get out of the basement, cover your tracks, and get back to your rooms. At least... You think you will have done
3: that? No pressure. No pressure. Wait
1: there. Let me just have a look ahead. Mm, perfect. Make sure the coast is clear. Don't even breathe. Yeah, that'll do it lovely jubbly. I shout. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's
1: a hard success. <laughs> it's amazing how he does that. Fantastic. The yeah, Azazolthus dice are working out pretty good so far. Yes, yes.
3: <laughs>
1: I've jinxed it. I've jinxed it. Okay, so, uh, yeah, with that hard success, you, you will make your way back out of the, of the basement and um, perhaps perhaps con- congregate on the, on the landing before you will take to your rooms.
3: Yes, definitely.
1: Um, to see what, what the plan is. Um,
2: I'll just need... <laughs> I was thinking about my friend Ian. <laughs> I'll just need 45 minutes, and then, and, and then I'll get out of the bath. <laughs> I'll just I mean, it could be me um, I do love a long soak 45 minutes, bare minimum And a bath
3: hey, oh, wee.
2: Yeah, that too uh, Yeah, yeah I just need 10 minutes Shall we reconvene downstairs for a council of war?
3: Yeah, I think so
1: Why don't you come into my room? I've
2: got the map
3: Yeah I thought, I thought
2: you would never ask, Robert Delighted
3: all right, ten minutes. Quick freshen up. And then we'll head to Mr Hyde's room.
2: See you there. And I s-
1: sneak off. Okay. Fine. Ten minutes passed. Um, Nicholas gets
2: scrubbed up, gets some clean clothes on. Who's got the cloak at this point?
3: Oh, wait, didn't you? Uh, did Nick, did you put it on in this? In, you didn't?
2: I, didn't? I didn't take it from you. I, f- I didn't feel that was right. And also, perhaps I took a slight pleasure in bearing my well-kept physique. Gross.
1: Hmm. Um,
2: so do you want to have
1: to sort of take a closer look at it at this point, Sharon?
3: Yes, I think so. That would be good.
1: Sure. Okay. So it's got various different, I think you'd already inferred that it was some kind of, um, like a, a religious, a religious order. Yes. And as you take a closer look at it, um, you see one of the badges on it says, um, Domenichini. That's the potentially the name of the order. That's pretty much all you can tell about that. Robert, do you want to do anything in this ten minutes before Nicholas? Uh, Yes, I think I'm going to get the map out and I'm going to try and trace lightly over the top, roughly where I think the tunnel was that we walked along. Okay, great. Um, And then then looking at the statue of Neptune, uh, the fountain of Neptune, radiating out. If I've got a ruler or something... I'll, I'll sort of roughly see where they might lead to and if there's any landmarks along those routes that stand out. That's my plan. Sure. Yeah. Um, give me a. Maybe give me an intelligence roll to see how well that goes. That is uh, a success. A regular success. Okay, great. So it looks to you like if you're correct, um, you, you felt like that tunnel had a slight curve mm. and it bent round sort of um, from, if it's a point on the clock, uh, from about three o'clock, curved round on a loop to 12 o'clock and then radiated out, you thought you counted maybe half a dozen different tunnels or or at least entrances to tunnels, which maybe look, they split again. So it's m- many. And your guess would be that, uh, that, you know, there's... There's lots of points of interest on that square. Mm. So potentially they might pass under any number of things, including, but not limited to mm. the cathedral, a row of little cafes, the big basilica in the square, um, the police station, the library, and then um, another, another sort of alley of shops as well. I mean, I can be, I can be even more specific about which of those, if you want to give me, I can give you like a sort of, uh, a clock pattern, if you like, from from there. Mm. Uh, oh, if you like, if you want to,
2: if it's not an
1: effort. So you know, the first thing that you think it would hit, going dead north, would be the the, the cathedral, and then sort of coming round clockwise, uh, just a bunch of cafes and shops. Um, then the next thing uh, would be the big basilica, and then uh, the next going round clockwise would be. Uh, another sort of ru- an alley with um, little shops for what it looks like on the map. Uh, and then next going around clockwise is the, the police station. And finally, before you come back to 12 o'clock is the library. Mm. So I'm going to say that, that 10 minutes has passed and, and you will convene in Robert's room. I have to say all the things I thought you might end up doing. Why didn't I think that you'd give up and go back to the, uh the, your room's not prepared for this <laughs> it
2: doesn't matter it was just all so scary down it's just too scary down there yeah it was wasn't it and also i fumbled i fumbled it's a hell of a start anyway here you all are in robert's room what's that drawing you've got there mr hyde what drawing
3: on the map there it looks looks like a clock
1: yes i thought what i'd do is i'd try and map out roughly where those corridors, well, those tunnels might lead to, see if they run into anything of note. And as you can see here, well, up here we've got cafes and shops and things, mostly it's that, but I mean, presumably they lead on to other things as well. But clearly, one of them's going to hit the cathedral here, one looks like it'll go to the library, um, a basilica and, um, oh, the police station, that's interesting. Well, we won't
2: need to worry about that one.
3: (laughs) Well, why won't we need to worry about that one?
2: Why would we want to sneak into a police station? Well, especially since we don't really trust the police here, of course, Sharon.
3: Yeah, all right. You've got a point. You've got a point.
1: I just don't see why we'd need to. I can't imagine that Julia's in the police station, so we can rule that one out completely. We'll never, ever need to go down to the police station. In fact, I'm going to cross it out. (laughs) (laughs) I um, I would just um, add, you know, you might already be thinking about this, that... The places I've given you are not necessarily the destinations of the tunnels. Yeah. Mm, mm. Or certainly not the end destination of any of these tunnels.
3: Sensing a little antipathy towards the law there, Mr Hyde.
1: No, no, not at all. I just think it's uh, irrelevant to our investigations.
3: Very good. Sharon decides to say no more about that.
2: Of course, they did, they did shoot one of these poor political agitators um, in Milan only a few days ago, remember? Well, well, well. Little... Uh, little Light of trigger finger, I would suggest. Which reminds me, uh, speaking of those who are light of trigger fingers, I wonder whether Don might have more luck um, with the um, diplomats of, of his own glorious United States.
1: At this point, you hear a knock on the door. I freeze in instinctively, tense up like a cat.
3: I sit on the map.
1: Are you still wearing
3: your cloak? No. I think I've taken it off. I think I'm carrying it.
1: I put my finger to my lips and gesture to the others to be quiet. Mr Hyde. It's Niccolo's voice. Oh, hello? Don't come in. I'm in a state of undress. Oh, uh, forgive me. I will. Um, I thought I heard you all come back or... Boiling hot. What? It's boiling hot. Took my clothes off because it was boiling hot. I had a little lie down. Yes, Oh, of course. Um, have you seen your friends? Did they did they come back with you? I thought I heard the shower. Oh, well, I had a quick shower because it was boiling hot. Of course. But I don't know. No, no, they, they, they were coming back with me, but then they decided to go for one more aperitif. But my age prohibits that. Oh, all right. I, I, I just wanted to let you know that um, I tried to tell him that there would be no point. But uh, your friend Don, he has gone to the police station. Hang on a second, I'm just coming to the door. I'm just going to put some clothes on. And what I'm actually doing is taking clothes off. Uh, so I'm just in my trousers. <laughs> OK. <laughs> sure.
2: I, I think about raising my hand up to Sharon's eyes in a sort of old-fashioned, what I think is a gallant gesture, and then I stop halfway. So it sort of looks like a sort of slightly awkward fascist salute.
3: Sharon reaches out and stops your hand halfway, eyes locked on Mr Hyde's body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 and She's sweating slightly.
2: I and I, 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 I gesture to over towards the curtains or the shutters or the or the bed.
3: And I move towards the shutters, not taking my eyes off Mister Hyde's torso for one moment.
2: <laughs> I turn my back. <laughs> so
1: your main view is the coarse pig-like hair of of Robert's back um, as he goes to the door. Like a wild boar.
3: Delicious, just like Brian. The hogmen are coming.
1: <laughs> so just sort of open your door and, a, an inch, do you? Just have a little look out. Yeah, I literally push push my face through the gap in the door. Oh, uh, Mr. Hyde, you did, you did not need to come to the door. I will leave you in peace. Oh, that's all right. My ear is not so good. I just thought you ought to know about um Don. He, I, I told him there would be no point seeing the policia, uh, um, policia, how do they, how do they say is that? The pigs. The, the pigs, the filth. Speaking of pigs, the Rogers. Um They would be so busy with the with the festa, but um, he would not take no for an answer. So he has um, headed out there. If you see your friends, you know, perhaps you will let them know. I'm so I'm so sorry about this. Uh, n- you know, no sign so- no sign of Julia yet, but I still imagine we will see her before too long. She probably just took some air. It's all right. It's not your fault after all, is it? Well, no. Of course, but I feel responsible. You are my guests, of course. I want to do a psychology roll on him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right into my trap.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh, for fuck's sake! I told you I'd jinx those dice. The piping of Azathoth. What have you rolled? Two Azathoths.
3: Oh. Two little
2: bummoles. <laughs> oh, look. Two fumbles in one session, guys. So.
1: You think, it seems to you, that, let's put it this way, Niccolo knows that Julia had lunch with you all before she came, before she, you know, left, came back to the house or went somewhere else. And he looks to you like he's deeply suspicious of you. Mm -hmm. You feel like that relates to the fact you all had lunch together and maybe he knows more about you than you think. So I say, um, I say, uh, well, I'm glad to hear it. Uh, listen, as I say, Mr. Hyde, it's, of course, it's not my fault, he says, looking at you. Fucking car alarm's going off, innit? Shut up! Oh, guilt. Oh, I'm, I apologize for all the noise. The Centrosaurus Storico is it's a lovely place to stay, but it can be a bit noisy in the in the late afternoon. Was that the Ross's? At about 4.35 o'clock in the afternoon, which is what the time is now. <laughs> As of course you know, because you're all wearing wristwatches, because it is the 1970s. Uh, listen, Julia, what do you think's happened to Julia? Mr Hyde, I, I I imagine she just went for some air. Maybe she never came back to the the house at all and went to find a green space for a lie down in the shade, or perhaps she came back to the house and found it a bit stuffy upstairs and left again. Right. That's the story we're going with, is it? Good. We, Mr Hyde, is this the story that you would like me to go with? I'm not threatening you. (laughs) I'm just telling you the truth. Well, forgive me, Mr Hyde, you are a guest, but this is the second time you have it feels a little bit like you are interrogating me. Why don't you believe me? You think i got something to do with this? I literally just had lunch with her and we came back and she came and left early. Well, you and I think the same then. We went and had a look around some old Roman thing. You what? You and I think the same. We both think she had some lunch and came back early. I, 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 I don't wish to fall out with you over this. We will find her. She will come back. We will find her. Don has gone to the police. I will ask around. I will stay here in case she comes back. What do you mean, ask around? What do you mean, go to the police? What have you told Don to say to the police? D- I did not want Don to go to the police, Mr High. Don has gone of his own volition. Why, what you told him? <laughs> <laughs> i t- tell you what I told you before, that th- I told him the police are very busy, and she has not been... She's not. We don't even know she's missing. She has been gone out of our sight for a matter of mere hours. And I said... It would not be much point in going to the police. Mr Hyde, I think perhaps the heat has got to you and I will leave you now and let you have a lie down, or can I bring you a drink? No, 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 no. no, no, I'm, I'm very, very hydrated... Yeah, well, I'm terribly sorry if I've caused you some sort of offence, but no, I am a bit groggy now. You mention it, yeah, a bit, a bit, a bit, a bit groggy from the nap. You just woke me up. Oh, yeah, well, yes, uh, well, well, I shall, um, I shall let you crack on. You've probably got lots of uh, pasta to make or what have you. Uh, your mother probably needs a bath or what have you, and uh, I'll, um, <laughs> I'll just uh, go and have a lie down on the bed for a bit. W- will you be? Um, I wonder if it feels best for us to cancel this evening's lesson, given that we're all a bit on edge. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's a good idea. If that, <laughs> if that's what the others want to do. All right. Well, I'll, I'll be in the kitchen if, in case anyone changes their mind. I don't mind if someone wants to come in, one of you, two of you, or we do not have to do the lesson tonight. Whatever makes you all feel comfortable. Tell me if there's anything I can do. Of course. Oh well that's very kind of you. Well, like I say, I'm probably going to have a lie down. I'll see how I feel after I've a lie down. But if the others want to do it then I'll I'll do it. But uh, you'll have to ask them and I don't know where they are. Sorry. Of course. Well, I will leave you now, Mr. Hyde. Thank you for your time. Okay. Okay. Well, yes, uh, yes, have a nice afternoon. And as you shut the door, you you hear his feet walk away and go down the stairs. Oh, that was a close call. That was, that was a close call. I didn't like that at all.
3: Well done, Mr Hyde. Well done. You were masterful.
1: I think he's been... I think he said some stuff to... Well, it doesn't concern you. I'm sure he's got nothing against you two. Uh, he's got it in for me for some reason. What We'll never know
2: why. My head pops up from behind the bed, and I've shoved my cravat in my mouth to stop me from interrupting, mm. <laughs> and I'm sweating profusely. And I take my cravat out, my total cra- cravat out, and I say, Oh, it was just too thrilling. This is all becoming a little too exciting and exhilarating. Very well played. Although, it was quite an interrogation. You think, do you think he knows something?
1: Well, I don't think he knows anything about Julia, no. No. I think he
2: suspects me. Yes, I wondered. From the way you asked those questions, I I wondered.
1: But there's nothing, no reason to suspect me of anything. I've never done anything wrong in my life.
2: No, no, of course, of course not. You, you, you t- your colleague, your contact here—that you said it might take a couple of days—is that right? i sorry, I shouldn't speak so loudly. Your contact—you said it could take a couple of days for him to get back in touch about Julia.
1: Well, I haven't—I haven't left the note yet, have I?
2: But no, do you think it's still worth pursuing? And I'm interested in whether this coincides with the festival itself. Yes. Uh, uh, unfortunately, my 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 diary was in my. Uh, jacket. I'm I'm drying it upstairs. A little a little pocket thing I carry. Do either of you possibly have the 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 dates of the high days and
3: religious festivals? I don't, as it happens. Sorry. Well, give me
1: an idea roll, and I think probably you would have heard people talking about it.
2: An idea roll. Uh, I rack my brains and I think of nothing. A ninety-one on the seventy-five. Uh. Okay. I'll have a look. Well, yeah. Fifty-four and an eighty.
1: Nice. No. Fine. So, uh, yeah, the, the the Festa della Ascensione is that how you pronounce it? I think Ascensione. The festival or the feast of the Ascension began basically as you arrived, and the final day will be tomorrow, Sunday. From what you've understand, from what you know, people have said, it sounds like the procession back to the Basilica di San Luca. Uh, We'll begin at
2: midnight. Midnight tonight. Hmm. Midnight, of course. <laughs> How foolish of me. Well, remember, Sharon. Oh, is that a um? Is that religious symbol on that cape? Do you mind if I have a look?
3: Yeah, do. And I hand it over to him.
2: As I as I'm thinking about festivals, because I'm thinking, I'm thinking about this revelation.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Is that is that my newfound the thing that's brought me here? Is this religious? Ascension. Would you like a history check? Hmm. Or would you like a clerical knowledge check? Because I only have 1% in that, and I have 75% history. So what do you, what do you, what do you want to... Uh, I'd like to know about the... The um, Domenichini. The Domenichini. I'd like to know about a little, bit, a little bit more about the specific nature of this religious garment. Okay. Which, because I think it's the first time I've really properly looked at it.
1: Yeah. I guess I guess history probably is the best one. Um, you're gonna to have to do you're probably gonna to have to roll me like an extreme to get to get much about
2: Yeah. Beyond it's a cape that someone might wear.
1: <laughs> but but you'll get something. You'll get something even for a regular.
2: Let's see how we go. hmm Well then. That is a zero nine on my seventy five history. Wow. And that's an extreme. That is the extreme you asked for. Unusually, I think we can safely say. Okay. But I but I open proceedings with a hundred, so I like to think there's an, an honesty in what's happening.
1: <sighs> yeah. Well, amazing. I guess maybe you did your reading before you came to Bologna.
2: Of course I did. The the Baedeker was my um, every other moment when my, the Baedeker was in my hand. In fact in fact, Dan, my friend, um Sonia Goldman, commented on it because she's been to Bologna. Marvellous writer. I'm sure you know her work. And uh, she said to me, oh, if there's one thing you must do, it's visit that lactating mermaid. I forgot that. I thought it was an angel. (laughs) Uh, Because it is quite the revelation. And the other thing she said was, oh, and of course, marvellous collections they have hidden away in their religious buildings of wonderful things that one could have found in a vestry. And and my curiosity was
1: piqued there. So what you read about uh, the Domenichini... It's the, the confraternita dei Domenichini. They are a lay order. Uh, so it's not a, they're not, you know, professional clergymen. They, they volunteer for certain religious duties. And they are the order who are tasked currently with bringing the Madonna di San Luca down from the Basilica down into the town, which happens once a year for the, the Festa della Ascensione. The Madonna di San Luca is supposedly a picture of the Madonna and Child painted by Saint Luke. It's a it's a tiny little picture from what you know the books you looked at, but the 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 lay order themselves are quite curious. They've got a, a a curious and uneasy relationship with the papacy. It's quite ecclesiastically complex. But what you remember was that they were originally born out of another religious order called the Sabatini, who were in the habit of going up every Saturday. Hence Sabatini, in the habit, every Saturday to the Basilica. During the during the sort of mid eighteenth century, there was a lot of uh, passage of troops in and out of um, Bolognese territory, and the, the 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 weekly passage up to the Basilica was was banned. There was a se- there was a separate order who continued this movement up and down. They refused to, you know, follow the orders, so they went at the dead of night. And they ended up going on a Sunday instead, uh, hence becoming known as the Domenichini, the, the Sundays rather than the Sabatini. Sundays rather than the Sundays. And then eventually, this was accepted that they could con- they could continue, but there had been some some talk about uh, that you know the reason the, the procession had been banned was because of either because of rebel activity near the border or because of disorder that was caused the times when it went up and down. This was just their, this was just their pilgrimage. This wasn't the procession of the Madonna itself. They did this weekly pilgrimage. Anyway, you also read that they had, they share some responsibilities or they had some responsibilities which previously belonged to the Archie Confraternite della Morte, the company of death, and which you will have seen these people, like potentially picture these people around Italy, hooded figures who had the responsibility of bearing prisoners condemned to death providing comfort before their execution and a decent burial afterwards. And then it expanded to the caring for the needs of imprisoned and sick and impoverished. But here in Bologna, the confraternita uh, Domenichini have the responsibility that was previously the company of the death. You think it's quite interesting that they were then the archi Confraternite della morte means they were given papal authority. The confraternita the Domenichini do not have papal authority. They have never had this official religious recognition to band up with other similar orders. They are totally independent. And they wear all black. They wear these black capes and black robes. And those are their main responsibilities. They do a weekly pilgrimage on a Sunday. They do an annual trip of the Madonna di San Luca. And they have the right to bear away the bodies of criminals and other, you know, other unfortunate people.
2: And that's why they're called the Dominichini, you see?
3: Oh, my goodness me. You're an extremely learned man, Mr. V.
2: <sighs> well, I I, I I, have my seams. We all do. For instance, I know very little about piping. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, the things I could tell you about pipes. Mm,
2: I can imagine, Sharon.
3: Pipes I've known. More than you've had hot dinners.
2: I blush. What the bloody hell are you on about? <laughs> 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 Well, well, whether it's relevant or not, I'm not sure, but it
3: is an interesting item to have, isn't it? It seems like this cape from this order, the Domenichini's... The Domenichini. Domenichini. Well, it seems like they're going to be hanging around the Basilica tonight. Yes. Well, I say maybe we go and hang out there as well, see what they're up to.
2: You don't think that they have something to do with Julia, do you?
3: I don't know. We heard that argument. I feel like we're missing something when it comes to Julia. Yeah, I agree. Hmm. What was that leaflet that I found? The prima
2: linear. Yes, the prima linear. Well, I suppose I could try and have another look at it, maybe with a dictionary.
1: Well, I tell you what. Why don't? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go and take that note and leave it for my contact, and then I'll meet you back here yes
2: good good thinking
3: should we all go together I'm just I, I, I'm aware that you know this This began as a party of seven and we're now down to three I bet little whats face didn't see that coming did her <laughs> well he says that Don he says that Don's gone to the police but how do we know that
1: although you say she didn't see that coming <laughs> I think perhaps she did because you certainly saw some markings in a Bible that indicated that she sort of <laughs> Something coming. I repress that thought
2: because
1: <laughs> I dislike it. Yeah.
2: I think I do. I I do say the Bible. I never really double checked it. What do you mean? Well, I I only really sort of flicked through, and I I felt so inspired at the time. I, I felt that I understood, but perhaps. Oh dear. Well, it doesn't mean anything. Does it? Well, we we haven't gone through it meticulously. Well, magic isn't real, so... But it could be a code. Oh, I see. What if she was all part of it? Oh, I see. That hasn't even occurred to me. And you saying that, Sharon, it makes me realise that possibly we don't know where Donnie's gone.
1: Now, I I don't believe for one second that she had some sort of magical sight. But what I do know is that sometimes people have a, a heightened sense of hearing. So she might have overheard things that were said. I don't know what her Italian's like, mind you.
2: It could be an implausible but possible ruse. (laughs) I have to ask, are either of you very wealthy? No. No. Now we must be honest with each other. Let me check my credit rating, no. (laughs) We must be honest with each other, because I feel suddenly as if I've been incredibly gullible, and the truth is, here I am having ecstatic thoughts regarding religious observation, and the truth is, this could just be a, a trick. I personally don't have any wealth, but um, your husband, Sharon?
3: Well, I mean...
2: Did he leave you a sizeable sum?
3: I wouldn't say we was poor, but I wouldn't say we was rich either.
2: What are you driving at, Nicholas? Well, I was just just thinking, why go to all these lengths? Unless maybe Don was worth a lot of money.
1: You think we're being scammed?
2: Well, it all seems so ridiculous... There, I, there, I was thinking that there might be someone with some sort of, I don't know, ancient genetic mutation who was being led around the tunnels. And what if it's all just a sort of you what bizarre trick? I thought it was dogs. Well, I had hoped it was, but do you remember what I said about gargoyles' feet? Mm. Oh, I feel like I'm maybe not making very much sense. You're saying, well, look my contact,
1: that's something else they have a bit of expertise in, they might be able to tell us if we're being grifted, because there's only so many grifts you can do, so if this is a grift, someone's done it before he will know about
2: it, trust me Good, you could telephone him
1: Er, uh, that's trickier, I could leave a note
2: But it could take a couple of days
1: And then he telephones us
2: I see, in the meantime we just play it cool, well, alright
1: Let me draft this note I'm going to send Hang on <laughs>
2: Uh, by the way, does the, cl- does the cloak have a
1: hood, or is it just a cloak? Your note has been drafted. It's, I think you've been carrying it around in your pocket. Yeah, I might add to it now. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Oh, yeah, of course. The cape does not have a hood. It's just It just goes around the shoulders.
2: And, and we've seen a couple of people sort of walking around with capes.
1: Yeah, of that type and of other types. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. of other types, of these confraternita. Confraternita.
3: I still think we should all travel together to drop this note off. Mm-hmm. Is that something that could, could happen, Mr. Hyde?
2: Why don't we go and find somewhere for little spots to eat? I know it seems ridiculous, but I could do with a, a, a little um, antipasti.
3: Yeah, I, I certainly don't feel comfortable being on my own right now, if, if you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, it's, a, it's probably a little bit early to, early to um, have dinner, but I think you could certainly find somewhere that was serving... These 5.30ish, right? Yeah, probably. But I'm sure you could find somewhere that's serving food. That's not a problem. What was Julia's surname? Sorry, uh, Benson. Or so you believe.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's what we were told.
1: So, are we all are we all heading out to find this cafe, or what was it? It was that I think it was the Tabacchini del Netuno was the place. Dom, that you understood. What's the name of the place we're staying at? We're at um, Casa Petronia. Casa Petronia. Okay, I'm happy with that note. Right, let's let's. Let's, let's go. We'll get some gelatos or something.
2: <laughs> yes. Maybe, maybe a little um, aperitif. I never did get that brandy. Well, we had had quite a lot after lunch, hadn't
1: we? Great. So f- for expediency's sake, I will say that unless you want to um, disturb Niccolo on the way out, he is back in the kitchen listening to his 70s uh, Italian pop. Uh, and you can, you can get out the front door... And away without him asking any questions about how many of you had in fact come back, you know, with with uh, with Robert's hard success on his stealth role, I think perhaps you will head out the front door. Robert yells, "I'm heading out, Niccolo," or something. Slams the door, and we assume that his questions about who was in the house and when maybe we forget, maybe we don't worry about that too much. Is that fair? Yeah. Casa Patrona or Patronia? Patronio. Patronio. Mm. Patronio. So you make your way back to Piazza Maggiore, this time above ground, tracing a, a similar route to the one marked on. Ah, uh, uh. now what do you have with you now? The map? Yeah. The cape still?
3: Yes, still have the cape.
1: My briefcase. Flaming torch?
3: <laughs> Flaming torch, no. Hammer, yes.
2: Electric torch? I think I'm drying everything out that was um soaked. I'm I intend to go back. But I um I'm drying everything out. I think my light is probably fine. After a few shakes and if you want to bring your torch with you, I will say that it didn't need too
1: much drying out. It just needed a little bit of
2: Well of course we'd have had a chat for sort of fifteen minutes, haven't we? So maybe I pop back upstairs and Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was working it was working anyway, even after you fell in the river. Yeah, I would have th- I would have thought unfortunately the Bible does need time to dry, and indeed my personal diary does. Fine.
3: Sharon's got a large handbag with her.
2: Oh, yeah. And the thing of greatest importance, perhaps, is I've even after the shower, I've already been drying. I took I took the Montblanc pen, my father's Montblanc, Montblanc, Montblanc. God, I can't
3: say it. Montblanc, Montblanc, Montblanc. Speech, arms, face.
2: Yeah. Uh-oh. Arms, face, legs, teeth. See. Seizure. Shoes, hat, moustache. But I've I've taken that all apart, and so, fingers crossed, that's okay. So I'll put that back together and take that with me.
1: I I mean, I'm just going to say, again, for expediency's sake, that anything you want to have with you, let's assume it's dried out and you've got it.
2: Okay, great. It was a dry day. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. That's okay.
1: I've got my briefcase with all my shit in. Everything. You've got your briefcase with you. Fine. Laptop, mobile phone, charger, (laughs) wallet. You ask a player a question
2: like that, we'll get nervous. We'll get nervous.
1: Yeah, I just want to avoid you having to go back to the back to the house again, unless you actually want to go back to the house. I don't want to avoid you having to go back just to pick something up because it was drying. That's all. I'm fully prepared to set fire to that house. So you make your way across to the piazza and Ma- the piazza maggiore. I've put I've put the note that I'm going to send in a DM. Okay. To the DM. Fine. So you make your way over there and. You locate this little Tavakini down, down an alley. do Is that you? Are you, all, are you all going in, or are two of you waiting outside?
2: Oh, I'll wait. I'm I'm waiting for anything that Robert says.
3: I'll wait outside. I'll loiter.
2: You're waiting outside, are you? All right, I'll be quick. I breeze in. Play it cool. I lean over to Sharon as he breezes in. Once he's out of eye shot, and I say... Sharon, I only want to say this once. Don't, don't look now, don't look now. I only want to say this once. <laughs> Robert isn't necessarily all he says he is. You'll just have to trust me on this. But I think he could be quite dangerous if crossed.
3: I'll be honest, Mr Devere, I don't think anyone is exactly who they say they are in this trip. Learned almost no cookery so far, and a lot of skullduggery. <laughs>
2: <laughs> How very wise you are, Sharon. How very wise you are.
3: Now I say, let's keep our traps shut, our peepers open and have a look, see who's about.
2: I agree. I'll
1: take
3: this side. I'll take this side.
1: <laughs> so, Robert, you, you, you make your way in and there, uh, there are a couple of people stood in a in corner at the bar drinking espressos, looking like they're having quite an intense conversation. And there is someone behind the bar who says, uh, Prego? Oh, uh... Parlez-vous ang- anglio-so? English. Uh, yes, a little. That's right. You know it. <laughs> how, how can I help? Oh, I just want, like, a shot of... Um, uh, of vermuti, Pour for four. Oh, of course. He pours you a little. A little vermouth. And if he put... Does he put a napkin down? Mm. Yeah. I slide the note under the napkin... I shot the vermouth, and then I slide the napkin over to him. And I give him a wink, and I say, "Sure, you know what to do." Mm-hmm. And the envelope's got the name a name on it. Sure, whatever the name is, Antonio. Fine, Brad. <laughs> Bradley Antonio. Keith. So, uh did I tell you
2: who the name whose name it is? I can't remember. Antonio Bradley.
1: Maybe we did or possibly we didn't decide, I can't remember. I think possibly, possibly we didn't. Um anyway, so you uh yeah, fine, and then you leave the you leave the Alright, mission accomplished.
3: Well done, Mr. Hyde. No trouble, I hope.
1: No, there's two chaps in there having a right old intense conversation though. I maybe look through the door again just one more time and have a good look at them. When you do that, mm.
0: Maybe give me a, maybe give me
1: a luck roll to see how that, how that timing is.
3: <laughs> Interesting. So there's a brick through a window.
2: See, see how many rings they're wearing. How many little signet rings they've got on them. Pudgy little fingers.
1: <laughs> That's a 50, which is not good enough for my luck. Fine. So they appear to still be um, deep in conversation. You can't discern anything particularly interesting about them all right no signet rings uh not not that you can see no and i didn't catch anything they were saying well no they were talking in italian nothing nothing i remember fine mm, no interesting well i shall commit their faces to memory mm-hmm. three of them did you say two i shall commit even easier to commit their faces to memory <laughs> if they look over when i put my head back and i go did i leave my hat and then I, it's on my head and I go, oh, bloody hell. Do you put your head back in? Yeah, yeah. Uh, as you do, the, uh, the, the way the barman says, oh, sir, um, please, uh, you did leave something. Oh, did I? <laughs> yeah, please. And he sort of beckons you in. Oh, hang on. And I reach into my jacket. I'm, uh, I, uh, I, yeah, maybe I did leave something. So I've got my hand inside my jacket as I walk over to him. Yeah, what was it? And uh, he says, there are a couple of gentlemen here who would like to speak to you. These pair here, I say, gesturing to the men. Hmm. all right. And they turn to look at you. Bonjour, now. And if you two just pop your headphones off for a second. See.
3: Si. See. Si.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Robert's not coming out. And uh, the older of the two men says to you, Mr Beckman... Yes, that was a good timing, I suppose. Yes, well, there's been all sorts of chance encounters so far. Yes, well, mm, strange things happen at the festa.
0: So, I can tell you where the stash is, uh, but I thought you maybe would bring
1: your own tools for this uh, job. I've got a couple of things in my, up my sleeve, as it were, but mm. I was under the impression that if I needed something a bit heftier, that would be provided for me. A bit tricky with the old uh, security these days, you know? Yes, uh, we... I was coming by plane, you see. I understand. Uh, um, all right, we can arrange something, perhaps. Uh, how long are you staying? You have time we can arrange something for us early next week. I'm sure I can stay till then, yes. Why not? The sooner the better, of course. But to be honest, where it comes to our business, I think I've got everything under control. Mm. Some things recently come up that I think will make things very easy. I see. Uh, Well, we will sort that out and maybe you will have a phone call to your accommodation to confirm where you should go. Perfect. Apologies, we cannot move any quicker. We are... um, you're busy people, I understand Well, the fact is we are in mourning Oh, I'm terribly sorry, my condolences For one of our One of our esteemed brothers Who was shot last night Oh Perhaps you heard the uh, The commotion Oh, well, around a corner in the square It was a bit of a commotion I hear But I, f- I slept right through it I'm afraid I'm terribly sorry to hear you were connected no, I... we, ca- we cannot even see the body As those pantomime priests have taken it and he sort of spits Where do they take him? Up the uh, up the basilica or something? Yes He had a, a criminal record ah. Which means he is their property And he sort of spits it And says that they have taken the body Anyway, this is not your concern There was another business, um, this Julia Benson I have heard nothing about it yeah, it's a bit of a weird thing. Not really related to us, I don't think. But, um, yeah, the place I'm staying, uh, she's up and disappeared. And there's, there was some other business as well. There was this blind girl staying there who said she could see the future and stuff. Anyway, she disappeared in the middle of the night, had to go home. She left some cryptic messages in her Bible. It's all a bit, I don't know, it's giving me the creeps, to be honest. Hmm. None of that means anything to you? No, it does not ring any bells, but, um... This friend of yours, was she, uh, Did she have political allegiance? Yeah, apparently she was in some... Um... When we searched her bag, she had some left-wing pamphlet or something. What were they called, um... Prima linea? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Well, now I wonder whether she was, um... Sounded like they do bathroom tiles. Listen, I will have to look into this. Maybe we will hold off on the, um the other business you are here for until I get to the bottom of this because oh perhaps she is um, was she interested in you in your um, line of work or your background not particularly no, no. Uh, she was madly in love with her husband uh, American chap Donald uh, Donald Benson no, I do not know him perhaps a coincidence but still we must be on guard well we assumed it was a money thing I presume he's got a bubble too but you never know Yes. Well, goodbye, Mr Beckman. Well, let me know if you hear anything, won't you? I will. And, er, did I catch your name, sir? No, you did not. Ah, right. Like that, is it? Buonasera. And he turns his back on you. Yeah, yeah. Sweet dreams.